1: Lock on. Lock, on. on. Lock, lock, lock on. Lock, lock on. Cowboys. Lock on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. And coming up on today's show, we are going to preview the Cowboys week three matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Landon, how are you feeling about this game so far, buddy? <laughs> uh you know, I I, I we're twenty one point
0: favorites. I I I feel that I'm th- nervous. that confident plus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean I, I wish I was being a little sarcastic, but I am a little bit nervous, just because... You you can't a, help
0: it. What are you supposed to, That's like well, your no, default that, that's setting part of it too.
1: But you're always worried that you're going to slip up, especially with you know the Cowboys having a primetime game next week against New Orleans, with against the Saints. Oh you're gosh. always nervous that maybe that Miami is going to keep this thing a little closer than they should. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this game. You use I mean, the Royal
0: U too often, I think, Marcus. <laughs> You feel nervous about
1: this. We're, I'm we're sure playing the another, Dolphins
0: this week at home.
1: I, I'm sure there's another Twitter fan out there with like eight <laughs> numbers in their your, their handle that's probably worried about this game too. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and discuss this matchup. As you mentioned, the Cowboys are 21-point favorites. Uh, Miami is struggling on both sides of the ball right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about their offense. Mm -hmm. Land, is there anything on the offensive side of the ball for Miami that would make you a little bit nervous? Is there a player that could heat up in this game that could maybe cause the Cowboys some trouble?
0: I mean, they've got players that they've drafted on this team that are talented that just kind of never have done anything. You know, I mean, they've, they've got Devontae Parker, who... I mean, you just look at the skill set that that guy brings to the table, and and it's, yeah, I mean, it's there's a reason that every single season since he came into the league in yeah. 2015, that you know he's on fantasy football watch list, he's on you know all these preseason hype lists because every year's the year that he this dude with this immense talent and physical ability is going to break out, uh, and it just doesn't ever happen. So. Uh, you know, there's guys like that. There's guys like Mike Geseki, who I think has uh, a lot of talent as a receiving threat, but probably is the worst blocking tight end maybe in in, in football. Um, yeah, I would agree. With and that. that makes it difficult. It, bad, it yeah. makes it difficult for him to be deployed. I, they've got guys like Kenyon Drake, who I think is an incredible role player. Like he'd be a fantastic number two running back to have. And and, and you know, some teams he's gonna be, he could be your number one. In this team he is their number one. But mm-hmm. you know the problem here is that it all starts up front, and their offensive line is just absolutely terrible. I mean, it's uh, you know Danny Isadora, Daniel Gil- Kilgore, and, and Michael Dieter. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know that I even watched Michael Dieter uh, coming into this draft, and all those, those the three interior guys specifically are, are just awful. Uh, and then I got, like, Isaiah Prince, who was a six-round pick, I mean, for good reason, starting outside of tackle, and then uh, some other dude, uh, Jesse Davis, who I've literally never heard of uh, playing left tackle. It's just a terrible collection of offensive line players mixed with a bunch of middling and backup talent players, and then you throw in you know Fitzmagic, and it's just a big, you know, duty sandwich, I guess, is the it, appropriate way to say it. It, it's it seems like it's
1: an entire offensive guy's who should be, like, one or two spots lower on the depth chart, right? Yeah, exactly. Fitzpatrick. I love Fitzpatrick as a backup. Like, I think he's one of the better backups in the league when he's in that role. We saw that with Tampa Bay last year, right? Yeah. He can come in and he can win you games, but when he's in a starting role – you don't feel very great about it. I feel like the same way with Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams, their entire offensive line, Kenyon Drake, as you mentioned before. Um, so that's it's going to be tough for them to do much on offense this year as a whole because they just lack a lot of talent. Um, let's talk a little bit specifically about this game. Where can the Cowboys take advantage? Because we're not going to have Tyrone Crawford, it looks like. Uh, I think he, he's already been ruled out for this week. Uh, no Xavier Woods. Uh, is there still spots in this defense where the Cowboys can win pretty easily um yeah <laughs> I mean I, I okay. look I, I think the, the thing is is
0: even with all of those all those injuries uh, I, I think the talent level is still there's some disparity there I, I, I mean that that's the kind of ta- that's the kind of talent drain that this team has suffered is that I, I, I mean even if with our third and You know, last string defensive tackles on this team. I feel confident that those guys are going to be able to make hay against these guys. Um, This is just—I don't know that I've ever seen a a team like this. This is this is truly the first team I think I've ever seen that's like actually
1: tanking. You know? well, let's compare it to something. Is this a worse roster than like what Houston had when they were like the first year in the league, like when the Cowboys played them in Week One of two thousand or whatever year it was? Is this a worse roster than that? I think it's similar. And and
0: and and the fact is is that that was they constructed that team through a, a kind of supplemental draft, you know, that they ran when they did an expansion draft, uh, and and it had all these restrictions on it. And then of course they had the number one overall pick. But you know, I, I don't know. I mean. I think that even hypothetically there was more talent on that because you didn't really know what you had David Carr coming out. At least you had a number one pick. They don't even have yeah. that now. I mean, you know, Christian Wilkins is their probably their most valuable player just because he is a this-year first-round pick. But, uh, you know, they just don't have any kind of top-end talent at anywhere except for Xavier Howard.
1: Yeah, and... And Howard's a guy who has not played that well after his contract extension. So, And I, and I think losing a guy like Minko Fitzpatrick is going to only hurt him you know, going forward. And I think yeah. it, it wouldn't be shocking if we see Xavier Howard kind of request a trade in the next couple weeks. Um, let's talk a little bit about the res- receivers really quickly. I, again, I like all these guys individually. I don't like them as a group. Uh, you mentioned Preston Williams. I think he's a kind of fun little developmental guy. Uh, Devontae Parker obviously had a lot of hype coming out of Louisville. Uh, Jakeem Grant signed a contract extension this offseason as one of the best kick punt returners, uh, kind of in the Tavon Austin role. Albert Wilson signed a big contract last year. Now, he's only played six snaps this year. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday. I, I don't anticipate him playing. Uh, Alan Hearns is there. How do you think the Cowboys secondary matches up with these guys? Uh, you know,
0: pretty well. These, like you said, you know, Parker has kind of been a, a mercurial talent that just never really developed. And and I guess with these other guys, you know, first of all, if they get to Hearns, they'll at least be familiar with him. And then mm-hmm. the rest of these guys just aren't really that talented. You know, I mean, I think Grant is a guy you got to worry about with the speed. But I think he's a very kind of limited receiver, even more so than even Tavon Austin. Um, and I, I and I think you know, Preston Williams is a guy who has some physical ability, but he's still young. He's still a rookie, and you know, and I I don't know that he's got gained any savvy uh, while being around this bunch, you know, <laughs> in, right. the, in the off season. I, I think with Parker, it, you know, it's. You just kind of have to stay engaged in the game, and you know you're gonna win. I think if you know for a guy like Byron Jones, he'll win a bunch of these matchups because this guy is just not refined in a way that he can f- take full advantage. And and Jones is one of the few guys you know athletically uh, that can you know very well keep up with a guy like Parker because of you know, size and strength combo and speed. Uh, so I, I just don 't know that the, the, they you know they should not be able to make much hay against our our secondary because I think the matchups are are pretty good individually, and really, as long as they don 't let Grant get behind them I, 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 there's it 's going to be a lot of short passes and a lot of quick tackles is what i 'm going uh, to imagine
1: yeah, and we 've seen over the course of ryan fitzpatrick 's career he 's a guy that 's going to take chances down the field, and if you force him to kind of dink and dunk the ball down the field he 's going to make mistakes. Uh, I think the Cowboys defense does, you know, they match up pretty well against this Miami style of offense. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win. You win. And they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, I want to talk about how the Cowboys match up against the Miami defense because uh, they obviously will have no Michael Gallup this week. Uh, but is it really going to make a difference here? Because Miami's defense has been kind of uh, atrocious all year long. They traded away Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, who was arguably their best defender. Uh, they're starting uh, free safety in Rashad Jones, is, isn't is likely to play in this one. Uh, Bobby McCain, I think, is going to be back. How can the Cowboys take advantage of this lackluster Miami defense? You know, uh,
0: any number of ways, really. I I, I It's it's just it's like the it's like the offense it's it's quite a, a collection of of talent i think the defense may at least have more names involved on it but i mean even some of those names will, might be missing like rashad jones um but I, I just you know it's not it's not a good group right now you know i think they've got christian wilkins who we mentioned before uh a Devon Gottschall, who I think I, I liked coming out of, I mean he, yeah. LSU, um, and I think he may do some things. Um, you know, John Jenkins. Th- these are the kind of it's uh, okay. I mean, it, with Wilkins, maybe you got something, something there with a with a three man front, but it's. You know, if the Cowboys get into nickel, like, who's rushing the passer for these guys? Charles Harris, uh, you know? Gabriel
1: Moss, which is an old draft love from a long time ago. Yeah,
0: I mean, he was uh, uh, one of... He went with Youngtown State, right? Um, Yeah, and Witt was from North Carolina. Yeah, and so I, I just... I think... I don't know, man. Like I just don't see a lot. Yeah, you know, they got Vince Beagle from uh, from Wisconsin, right? And you know, just a lot of guys like Tank Carradine, like a lot of Castaway guys who just didn't really make it with their first shot and haven't really made it with their second shot. I just don't. I mean, the Cowboys' offensive line is playing at a really high level right now, um, and I just don't imagine any of these guys really making hay. I mean, maybe you watch out for some Christian Wilkins on on Connor Williams matchups, but. I just think that Dallas is going to be able to do what they want uh, up front. And then, you know, none of these guys, except for Xavier Howard, are going to really be able to do much to stop it. I think Jerome Baker and Raquan Miller are good off ball linebackers, but they're not great
1: off ball linebackers. They're good sideline-to-sideline guys, but they're not going to come down and take on blocks and take on Zach Martin. And they're
0: not going to be able to full-time cover guys like Jarwin or, you know, like, I mean, Witten occasionally inside. I mean, Maybe a little bit, but certainly not all game long. I mean, I think if the Cowboys' offensive line does what it does, these guys are going to get worn out, especially in the secondary. I mean, Eric Rowe is one of their starting corners, and he's been absolutely terrible.
1: I liked Eric Ruff for a while. For a while. England, I, was thought he was, I thought he was good. There. But, uh, they have Cordero Tankesley, who hasn't played a game yet. I think he's on PUP. Um, uh, let, let's talk about maybe what the strategy is for Dallas in this game. Uh, obviously, no Gallup. I assume that we're going to see Xavier Howard on Amari Cooper. Do you expect Dallas to run the ball a little bit more in this one, play it a little closer to the vest, or do you expect it to be – You know, a similar game plan to what we saw the first two weeks. A lot of, you know, a lot of play action, throwing the ball down the field, lots of different, you know, three receiver sets. Uh, What do you anticipate Callum Moore doing in this matchup?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with this, this is for the Cowboys, I don't know how much they'll be going for style points. I think they want to get the win, you know, and and it's at home. Uh, So I would not be surprised if this game plan looked in the scope of these these games so far, if this game plan looked more similar to last year's game plan, because Scott Linehanie, yeah, just because Linehan's whole p- thought process, as, as far as I've got it, was if we have superior talent, then simplified game plans should do the trick, right? Like simplified game sure. plans sure. allow your talent to operate on a just an instinctual level and not have to overthink things and blah 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 and let your talent play, right? Kellen Moore believes in the, the fact that why not use these extra things to try to take every full advantage and, and that's where you take the offense to new levels. When you have talent, that level of talent using the, those kind of different you know new schemes to give you an advantage. I, I think for the Cowboys, they realize that there's a pretty serious talent disparity here. So maybe what they do is they simplify the game plan to the point where like, look, if we simply attack this aspect of their defense over and over again they won't be able to keep up. Um so whether that's, you know, short passing game, whether it's the run game, I mean I think it it's what they'll do is they may or may they may or may not take some chances early to try to score some points, but I would not be surprised that it, once they got up a little bit that they kind of went conservative and just tried to kill clock just to kind of get out of this game. You know, I think they're trying to get in and out of the game cleanly. That's there's there's this is really a no win situation for them, right? Like it's it really is because yeah. like it's a it's a it's a non conference uh, opponent. It's a game you have to play. You know, the, the worst case scenario is someone gets hurt. You know, anything like I mean, you, you're obviously you don't want to lose, but I mean, there are other bad things that can happen in this game, and not a lot of good things that can happen. So you're not going to gain a lot of momentum or confidence by beating up on these guys. So. Just get in there, keep everyone healthy, get out of the game, uh, and then live to fight next week. I I don't think it's about focusing next week. I think it's about, all right, we know what we have talent disparity-wise. There's no reason to to kind of expose too much of our offense and expose too much of our players. Let's try to just get in there, win the game, and get out.
1: See, I do think – I think there's a way that the Cowboys can, quote-unquote, win this game You know, with – You know, build some momentum by using players like Blake Jarwin. Maybe this is the game where we we don't see uh, Jason Witten take 80% of the snaps, 90% of the snaps. Maybe this is the the Jarwin game where he gets seven, eight targets. Maybe maybe this is the week where they kind of unleash Tony Pollard. Instead of giving Zeke 25 touches in a, you know, I don't want to say meaningless game, but a game that you should win pretty easily... Maybe this is the Pollard show. You give him 12 touches to see what he could do in a, you know, a little bit bigger role. That's what I would like to see from Dallas, at least, is to use some different players. Obviously, Devin Smith is one that you're gonna see regardless. But use some different players to kinda get New Orleans and Green Bay, you know, future opponents, uh, at least, you know, on notice about what they can do, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there is, in that sense, there is something in some of the player deployment and getting more opportunities for some of these other guys. I definitely agree that I think uh, there is some opportunity there to get some momentum for those guys. Uh, and that's that's one place where you can get some uh, positive momentum. But otherwise, I think for the Cowboys, they just need to get out of the game with the win and healthy. All right, Landon,
1: let's make some predictions about this game. Uh <laughs> Who do you have winning, and why? I mean, I have Dallas winning. Um, I,
0: I don't. I don't honestly care about the score. Like, so. Uh, I mean, I think they probably. It doesn't
1: have to be a. It doesn't have to be a blowout win, is what you're saying. I,
0: I, I mean, I think. I think the score does not indicate. May not indicate how. Much of a blowout when it is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, cause I think so. If it's like 28-17,
1: that that might not like if no. I it. don't
0: think they're scoring 17 points. There's no way. Okay, that.
1: but I, that was an but example, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: no, but I, I guess my point is, is that like it may be a there may not be a ton of points on our side, and I don't think there's going to be a ton of points on their side. But that doesn't mean that the Cowboys couldn't have you know put the pedal to the metal, and you know I just don't sure. think that these guys have a lot of opportunity to score. So I uh, I think that that means that the Cowboys will get what they need and then just kill the clock as much as they can.
1: I uh, <laughs> I'm not struggling with this game, but I would tell people that are betting on this game that I probably would take Miami plus 21, plus 22, wherever you get it, because of the reason what you said. It wouldn't surprise me if Dallas tries to play this game close, tries to shorten it as much as possible, especially considering some of the injuries they have. You know, Obviously, uh, they've got multiple starters going to miss this game between Gallup, Woods, Tyrone Crawford. Knowing that they've got a pretty tough schedule coming up, Run the ball a lot, keep the clock going, and try to get out of this game with a 24 to 10 win, 21 to 7, something like that uh, to, to just get the game over with as close as possible. I, I wish this game would be over by about like 3:30 East Coast time uh, while all the other games are just starting to go into the fourth quarter. That, that's my ideal uh, game for the Cowboys here is to, to get out of there with a win and as healthy as possible. Um, do, you, do you think there's any, any chance of an upset here?
0: I – no, I don't think so. I, I just don't I, – I, I
1: mean, I – you know, anything can happen and, and so I well, will, what I will would leave need to happen? that over. What would need to happen for Miami to upset Dallas? <laughs> would it be just Dallas turning the ball over and Yeah, I mean, I
0: think, I think it would have to be – a couple things. I think it, I you maybe an injury and something that turned like the, the mood of the team around and and then, yeah, like a, a, a snowball situation with uh, – that involves you – know, uh, turnovers and, and that sort of thing uh yeah i, I would Pick sixes yeah, yeah i mean penalties yeah it, it would have to be a a, a, a you know a snowball effect or something so
1: it, it would almost have to be an implosion by dallas rather than Miami. yeah oh it absolutely would have play.
0: to be yeah exactly
1: that's All right, that yeah, that's and it's it's not impossible. We've seen big upsets in the NFL. It, it just doesn't feel like Dallas is going to let you know Miami sneak up on them. This game is at home. You feel like Dallas is going to want to step on their throats early, uh, and, and I think what we've seen from Miami over the last couple of weeks is uh, they can hang with you for a quarter or two, but once once you get that lead, things kind of snowball on them. And I think they kind of think you know here we go again. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out for the Cowboys. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier and we will see you next time.